Welcome to the Motivational Medium Podcast. I'm Anne-Marie Lord, a psychic medium, author, and the founder of the Motivational Medium Academy. On this podcast, we'll explore intriguing topics such as mediumship, psychic abilities, and the amazing idea that we all have intuition within us. Whether you're a believer, skeptic, or somewhere in between, get ready to unlock your extraordinary potential as we discover the supernatural world together. If you want your questions featured on the show, be sure to join my tribe by subscribing to my newsletter at amarylord.com. Let's go. Hey guys, it's Amory here. Welcome to Motivational Medium, your guide to spiritual growth. Welcome to the first episode, episode one. Yay! I've actually done it. I've gone and changed all the podcast and decided to go full in and share some amazing stories with you guys, some journeys of where I've been, what I've been up to that will help enhance your own life. I'll give you some tips and hints on how to advance your own intuition. We'll delve into one question answers, which, oh my God, I put this on my newsletter the other day. For all people who are subscribed to my newsletter can send me one question in that will be getting read out or might be getting read out if you've chosen over the next few months on the podcast and my inbox went crazy. So thank you, thank you for everyone that's sent a question in. I will endeavor to get through every one of you over the next few months. So thanks again. Now, let me tell you a little bit about myself. Now, some of you might know who I am or some of you might know, okay, it's Amory, psychic medium, author of The Grateful Three Approach to Life. But who is Amory and where did all this start? So very quickly, I'm Amory. I'm married to Mitch. I've got three kids and I've got four grandchildren and one on the way. I've also got a beautiful dog called George and I live in a lovely place called Perth. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. Now let's address the question that I get asked all the time. Did I see dead people as a child? No, not really. Well, let me sort of explain. As a child growing up, I always had this knowing feeling, this sensation that I knew when things were going to happen. I knew when things were going to be good. I knew when things were going to be bad. Not necessarily knowing what it was all about, which made it as a child quite frightening. Some of you guys might be able to relate to this. I used to call it me nervy feeling. So me feeling in me tummy, that gave me a little bit of anxiety. Or if you've read my book, the word thoughts, I don't usually use the word anxiety. So this is what I used to call this, my nervy feeling. As I say, I knew when things were going to happen, but I didn't know who they were going to happen to or what exactly was going to go on. And this made it quite scary growing up as a child. And I'm sure lots of you intuitives out there can understand and sympathize with the way that I used to feel because you probably felt the same. Anyway, on the journey of growing up, I believe that as a child, our intuition is really, really heightened and we see things. Now, even though I didn't see, well, I... I'll explain something to you in a minute, but I didn't see dead people as in you would think I would. What I used to see was spirals. Now stay with me here, okay? 
Now, these little spirals were like energy circles within the air. Now, I used to see these a lot when I wasn't well. And my mum used to brush it off as, oh, it's your temperature. As I grew up, and when I used to see these, they used to make me feel quite comfortable. Not afraid, I just knew there was something there. Couldn't tell you what it was, but I just felt so comfortable. And as I say, my mum used to brush it off as being, my temperature was rising. So imagine little energies. You know when you were a kid and you used to look at the road and you used to see the energy come up from the road? It was the heat. That's what I used to see in the air, but they were in like spiral shapes. Anyway, when I went on to study Reiki later on in life, one of the symbols is shaped in a spiral shape. And I was absolutely gobsmacked when I found out that these spirals are the Greek word for spirit. Now, this blew me away because I was thinking, oh, my God, that's what I must have seen as a child. I must have been seeing spirits and didn't know what they was. But I just knew I felt comfortable and I felt calm and I felt quite relaxed. Anyway, growing on to getting a bit older, one of the things that sticks in my mind, I was about nine years of age. And I remember my nan used to live with us and we lived in this big old Victorian house. My dad actually still lives there now in Liverpool. And my nan used to have the back parlour or the back living room as we used to call it. And every morning I'd bound down the stairs and I'd go in the back room and I'd give my nan a big hug and a kiss. And if you've read my book, you know that she was my absolute world. I just loved her. So I'd go in to my little nan. She was only tiny. I'd give her a big hug and a kiss. And then I'd head off to school. So this morning I come bounding down the stairs. As I opened the back parlour door, the room looked quite different. The wallpaper had changed. Now don't judge me here, okay? But the wallpaper on that wall was bright orange. Well, it was the 70s, okay? So the wallpaper was definitely not bright orange. And the room changed and the energy within there changed. Now I'm 56 and I still remember this. And I opened the door and sitting round in a circle was all these people. And in the middle of this circle was a little wooden box. And inside the little wooden box was a child. I absolutely freaked out. And I remember running out of this room. I remember running out of this room. And as I run out, I was in absolute floods of tears. And I runs all the way to school. And when I got to school, I was still sobbing. I was absolutely traumatised of what I'd just seen. And I went to a real strict Catholic school. There was no way I was going to tell the nuns or the teachers what I'd just seen in my nan's back parlour, you know? It was just, there was no way I was going to tell anyone. But I couldn't stop crying. I actually didn't understand what I'd just seen myself, so trying to explain it to anyone else was just never going to work. So what they did is they phoned me mum and they said, you know, you're going to have to come and get Anne-Marie. She's absolutely sobbing and we don't know what's going on. Anyway, I can imagine that's how the conversation went. So my mum turns up and then as my mum turns up, I'm trying to tell my mum all about this vision as what I would call it now that I had seen in the back parlour. And my mum was like, okay, this is definitely just a dream. So she takes me back into the back parlour. I was absolutely terrified. I remember that. I remember her opening the back door to the back room and my nan was sitting there where she should have been two hours previous. And it had gone, the whole vision had gone, but not from my mind. It was so real. It was unbelievable. So my mum convinced me over the years, sort of, 
that this had been a dream. But I remember that feeling. I remember that vision. I remember that fear. And it was terrifying. And I often talked to my mum about it and my nan about it. And they both said, oh, it was just a nightmare. You know, that's all it was. Anyway, do nightmares stay with you for over 45 years? I don't know. What I know now is that that would have been a vision. Maybe there was a child who lived in the house who passed away, but I seen that in that back room. Maybe I should look into it and see. I'll let you know if I look into it and find out what it all was and what happened. Anyway, these knowings used to happen randomly. I remember another time many, many years later, and my brother, he'd gone over to Paris to watch a football match. And I'd woke up in the middle of the night with this absolutely overwhelming fear and knowing. Now, you guys out there, I know lots of you email me and tell me about this knowing that you don't understand what it is. It's very difficult to try and understand, but it's your intuition. It's your sixth sense. It's your connection with other people that you care about and love. Now, my brother was in Paris and what had happened, I woke up and I woke my husband up absolutely frantic. And I thought there's something happened to my brother, our David. And I was waking him up and he's saying, you know, it's not unhappened. And, you know, how do we know sort of thing? We haven't heard nothing. But there was no, like, there was mobile phones, but we didn't have one. So we hadn't heard anything. I couldn't sleep. I knew, like, I knew my name was Anne-Marie. And when I teach psychic development, and I'll give you some teachings over the next few months all about psychic development, when you know like you know, You trust that knowing. And I always say to people, you'll know that knowing because it's like you know what your name is. You trust it as if you know exactly someone is trying to tell you that your name is an Amory, and it is. Anyway, back to the story. So what happened was I couldn't sleep. I woke my husband up. He was like, yeah, whatever, go back and sleep. Crazy lady, yeah? Because he'd been living with me now for quite a while and knew that I had these things going on. Never, ever told anyone, though. I made him swore to secrecy that this little secret thing never got outside our family. Anyway, I get a phone call the next day from the Royal Liverpool Hospital to say that my brother was um, ready to go down to surgery and he wanted to see me before he went down to surgery. I was absolutely shocked. I didn't know what was going on. So I run up to the Liverpool Hospital and when I got there, I found out that what had happened to him is he was in Paris, he was going to see this football match, but in his drunken state, he'd got off the train at the wrong stop and walked directly into a load of football hooligans and got beat up. He ended up in a Paris hospital and then he ended up getting brought back to Liverpool and put in hospital to have his surgery in Liverpool. And I knew, like I knew my name was Anne-Marie, that there was something the matter. So I suppose what I'm trying to say to you about these knowings, if you know like you know like you know, that's your intuition telling you either something is good or something is not so good. So let me do a little experiment with you or a little test with you so you can test your own intuition. Now think about a question, a yes or no question, something that you would ask yourself, you know, shall I change job, yeah? And then straight away, you'll either hear a yes or a no. And then no matter what answer you get, then you will hear, oh, hang on. What if I do change jobs? What if I don't like it? 
What if I don't like the people I'm working with? What if they don't like me? Oh my God, I know, I'll just stay where I am. When you ask the initial question, you ask that question, you've got your yes or your no, but then straight away within a millisecond of a, a second, you then got the conscious babble of the conscious mind, the mind that tries to keep you safe. Okay, so let's go back a little minute. Shall I change job? Yes, straight away. Conscious babble of the mind. Oh, maybe not. You know, you mightn't like it. Might be a bit too far away. What if the people don't like you? Oh, I know, just stay where you are. And that's how a lot of us don't make the decisions with our intuition. But let me tell you, if you start using your intuition and trusting your intuition and going with your intuition, then you will be where you're supposed to be. Now, I want to also just make you aware. So say you do listen to your intuition and you do leave your job and you end up in another job that you don't like. So then you leave that one and then you end up in another job that you actually do like. But how many times would we go on to the second or third job and how much would we listen to that intuition? Because maybe you listen to the intuition with the first job and then you'd ended up in a job that you don't like. Well, hello, you are definitely supposed to be there because that job, that second job, whether you like it or not, gets you out of the one you actually don't like. Does that make sense? And then if you go on, you will end up where you're supposed to be. So sometimes intuition isn't straightforward and sometimes we don't see the answer straight away, but we will. You've got to trust the intuition, trust the guidance, and you will definitely be where you're supposed to be. Okay. Now, I also asked you guys, all you people that are on my newsletter, to send me in a one question. Now, you can't email me with just a one question, and not every question will be answered. But what I did is I sent a newsletter out to all the people who are subscribed to my newsletter. So if you want to have a chance, to have a one question read out on the podcast, then please subscribe to my newsletter and I will read out the one question readings over all the months that are to come. Okay, so to be in with a chance, you've got to be subscribed to my newsletter and then you can send me an email. Now, I got a one question question, if you like, from a beautiful lady called Sandra. And she said, my one question is about work. I'm coming to the end of my time at this school. And as the student I'm with is graduating, I really don't know what to do. Whether to stay here and see if they can find me a different role or jump ship. I'm 61 and not sure I want to start again in a different place. Well, Sam, the first thing that I got for you is definitely don't jump ship. You are definitely supposed to be working with the younger people. I also feel that this isn't just beneficial to them. This is beneficial to you. So what I mean by that is this actually makes your heart sing. Now, we all like time off. I love my job, but I still like to have time off. But this actually makes your heart sing. So straight away, the first thing I got is do not jump ship. Also, the school that you're in, I actually feel that they think you are a massive asset to the team. They would be so sad to see you go. So they will definitely find you either another student or find you something else to do. But you're not supposed to jump ship. And the other thing that I got for you as well is, um, don't shoot me for saying this, 
but I actually got, you're not ready to retire just yet, okay? So there's still time for you to work. You still need to be working. And I actually got that because I feel it actually makes your heart sing, okay? So you're not retiring just yet. Stay where you are and you will see the new opportunities of what they're going to offer you will come up. If they haven't already done so, they will come up really, really soon. Okay, San. So good luck with the job that you're in. You stay in where you put and yeah, hope it all works out for you and I'm sure it will. Okay, so that was one of the questions that I got sent in. Now, as I say, I've had lots and lots of questions and if you want to be in a chance to ask me one question reading, then please subscribe to my newsletter and then when I send out the newsletter to say, please send me a question, you'll know when to do that. And I store these questions and I will get to you as soon as I can. Every one of them will be answered on the podcast. None of them will be answered via email, okay? Now, I hope you've enjoyed this first episode of my new podcast, Motivational Medium. I've got so many more stories and so much more guidance to share with you guys. And I would love you to be on this journey with me. And if you're listening to this and you're not already subscribed, please subscribe to the show. And here's a little guidance for all you people who are listening. Sometimes we think we're not strong enough, but we are. I don't know where that come from. Maybe there's someone out there that needs to hear that. You sometimes think you're not strong enough, but I'm telling you, you are. Don't let fear hold you back. Make that decision, stick to it, and go forth. The answers will be shown. Okay. It's been lovely talking to you. I hope you've enjoyed the first episode. Stay tuned for all the other episodes that are coming, and I'm looking forward to sharing all kinds with you. Take care, guys, and have a beautiful day. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this show. It's important to know that while I'm here to inspire, encourage and guide you, I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist or a doctor. Join me again in two weeks for more captivating revelations on the supernatural. Remember to be in with a chance to have your questions answered on the podcast. Subscribe to my newsletter at amrylord.com. Stay in the tribe to vibe. I appreciate you guys. See you next time.